Thermal Sound Wave. wave. We're here right now on Thermal Sound Waves. Hey, the natural life. alternative to fast food radio, track life radio, with one of our peoples, our people's peoples oh. from way, way back. Way back. Yeah, exactly. When when I had <laughs> hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. Yeah. You went there, you went there. Yeah, I, I had hair at one point. People, there's some people that never see me with hair. That is correct. I, I remember you had hair. I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you had hair. Once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, once upon a time. Exactly. Don't exactly. worry about it. You didn't lose hair. Your hair lost you. That's, exactly. Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. It. It's all good, though. Rest in peace. Shout out to Safari, because you, know, you can talk to him. And Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I, I didn't go that route. Like, yeah, once yeah. it's done, it's done. And I saw I'm him good. not too long ago. You know, he's showing off his hairline. But we have none <laughs> other than Miss Dove. A.K.A. Dovely. Tiger Eye Entertainment yeah. on with yeah. us live now. Now, usually we have one of her clients, one of our artists. Don't want a client right now on our program because she's mm-hmm. she's always telling us about somebody and she's always working with somebody. But we like, you know what? We were talking last week with Miles Anthony from Righteous Music, and we like we gotta have Dove on just just to talk to her about what she does. A lot, is. A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and first off, I want to say uh, congratulations because you're one of the first people who put yeah, me on to yes. Snow the product and the was product. Pushing, oh, thank you. pushing her like heavy early before anyone knew who the hell she was. Dove was like, mm-hmm. Snow the product because you got to get with her. She's the truth. She's crazy, hot. She's fire. Like, She's gonna blow. Mm-hmm. You would you was the one out there like early pushing her like she she's gonna do this. And now and, and I saw her on Queen of the South. Yep, she's on Queen of the Putting South. It in on the Hold on, let's, let's clap it up. Let's yeah, clap it up for that. She's on Queen of the South. Still a Queen of the South with, yeah, with Miss Alice Braga and, and the crew doing her thing. And you know, shout out mm-hmm. to I met Snow the Product one time. Because I mm-hmm. like I, like we mentioned in another program we had, we were just talking about you and Snow the Product. I met Snow the Product one time in Atlanta for a music festival event that was going on. I'm not getting into it, but I know that I was just walking. My feet was tired, <laughs> and I, I was I was hella tired, and I had to get somewhere else. And who pulled up? I seen Dovely, and Dovely was in the car with Snow the Product, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Snow the Product." I like I heard a lot about you. Hold on. So they didn't realize that while they was talking to me, I was, you know, we take your heel, our toes in. That's what I was doing. Cause my, yeah, yeah, the insult was on was on fire. It was on fire though. But shout out to them, mm-hmm. man. It, it I saw the bond in there. It really wasn't like a client, you know, to service type of thing. It was like, yeah, we do that too, but I'm I actually really care for you and you're actually like a friend. Or a little sister, and I'm going to yeah. really help you. Yeah, I treat, you know, I would say that I have that, thankfully, with a lot of my clients, that especially the people that I work with more long-term or, you know, that um, have had ongoing relationships with. And a lot of people I worked with early on in their careers have done very well, or even people who, um, who came to me with, you know, with accolades and hits. It's just they had never done media or never really had the chance to tell their stories. So, you know, when when y'all first met me in the beginning, I had just moved to New York and I had um, Jim Jones and Jay Mills 
and needles, Cypher Sound. I was there for the launch of Shade 45 with Cypher and Angela Yee. Um, at the time, Needles had platinum records under his belt. And now, you know, a few years ago, he wrote Just the Way You Are for Bruno Mars. And his most recent accomplishment is wow. Cardi B's new song with... Okay, so, so slow, down, slow down, slow down, Dove, 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 slow down, slow down. You said Needles. <laughs> That's just Needles. That's just yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Dove, Dove, slow down. Yeah, so, there's a lot you're doing. You've been a part of Needles, the producer. Am I correct? Yes, I was with him for three years. I remember when so I, I was, I was in the with studio him. with him and Drag On. I think or oh, Drag On's lady at the time. Oh yeah, he worked with Drag On. Yeah, back he in the day. and Needles. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very good producer. He, and oh, he's so, and he's so humble. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very, very, very cool gentleman. So it's like wow, you, the people. You just mentioned that he did stuff for, of course, Drag On. Now for Cardi B. Yeah, yeah, Cardi B's new video that just came out this week, he produced that song. He produced, he wrote and produced Just the Way You Are for Bruno Mars. You know, obviously wow. they always have a number of collaborators, but he wrote that hook with his uh, his team. So, it, and what's funny is when that song came out, he actually won a Grammy, BMI Award, American Music Award. Everything that Bruno won, he won That's for beautiful. his work nice. on the song. And then he came, he came to... Um, meet me about working with someone else that he had, you know, he had been working with at the time. And I went to pull out my money to pay for lunch. He's like, um, excuse me, I have a Grammy now. <laughs> I, put your money away. I was like, oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> like, we had a good laugh over it. But, you know, and then to see, um, you know, B.O.B., I was his very first publicist. B-O-B. He was someone that I... This I is when he was, was on... 16, this- yeah, when he's on TJ's mm-hmm. DJs, is this, that's the time when he's on TJ's DJs. Yeah, TJ's DJs. TJ Chapman. He was, he was, you know, TJ Chapman was managing him, and Jim Johnson uh, had signed him, and they brought me in to do PR for him right when he signed to Atlantic Records in the beginning. And before he, he thought the earth was flat. Him. Yeah, before he thought, before the, earth he thought right. the earth was this flat. Was, this the was earth the is round. Just sign me. He was still round. <laughs> and it was funny as I saw the evolution of him of him, you know, going from being just a dope young artist to him, you know, producing his own beats. And, you know, this is over a period of, you know, three years or so before he got the deal and, and, and started that buzz. And then, you know, just to even be a small part of it and be a fan early on and, and be running around telling people like this kid is the next one. And everyone said, Oh, Dove, you like everybody. You all the guys at all hip hop. I worked there at the time and and they would tease me like, oh, you like everyone, yeah, okay, whatever. And then when he was nominated for his first Grammy, uh, you can ask Greg and Chuck. I called both of them and said, just tell me I was right. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I want. Just exactly. tell me I was right. Exactly. And, and they had to, they had to concede and say, you know what, you were right. Bob was kind of a thing, you know. So same with Jim. I worked with Yo Gotti, as you know, for three years. Yeah. Yes. Um, Gotti is somebody that when he came to me, he was already big in the streets. Like he five star check had come out. He had, you know, major label deals. He's been working his tail off. We but saw we dub, we, we saw firsthand in he, St. Yes. Louis, up close and personal. Shot the DJ cut. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous, like his show. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, yeah, I will say this about Yo Gotti. I'll say this about Yo Gotti. People see this now. With Yo Gotti, 
we've seen him really do shows like right. with packed huge clubs packed out yeah. and like when you're really seeing somebody doing it independently you're like he's been doing this he, he's he's been doing this and I'm, we he's been on the show before well, well, that's the irony is that he hasn't done any of it independently from a structure standpoint. He's been signed to a major label the entire time. He well, went, we're talking about um, when, when TVT um, got shut down. and then When he TVT had to- got shut down, he was on RCA. He was on Polo Grounds RCA. And then from there, he went right to Epic. So he always had that deal. But regardless of what any label was doing... He wanted CMG to keep moving, which is why he brought me in at the time he did, because he felt like he needed, even though the label initially brought me in, RCA initially brought me in for like three months. And, you know, I was honored to work with him because I knew who he was. I was very aware, but I had media people who would say, well, we can't understand what Yo Gotti says. We don't understand <laughs> his accent. And of of, of all the media actually hey, over the course of over the course of a year the fader gave us two full features the on fader. him when a lot of media wow. turned their nose up at him and this, you know you got, I've got all these funny stories that um you know you you have the the side conversations with people and their opinions and I'm very big on everyone's entitled to their opinion I'm a journalist also I get that you don't, you know, may not like the subject that you're writing about, whatever. But I feel like as a publicist, it's my job to help you understand that person better. And it helps that much more when I genuinely like the person. So being able to work with someone like Yo Gotti and be able to tell people, like, learn how to understand his accent because he's got a lot to say. This guy's going to go to the next level. And there were people that said he'll never be a star. He's just another street rapper. He's just another trap rapper. He'll never be big. And I'm like, no, just like I knew Jim Jones was going to be a star, just like I knew B.O.B. was going to be a star, I know Yo Gotti's got it in him, you know? And I was very blessed to be a part of helping him create CMG in a way that he could he could be that CEO and that even with a major or without a major his label does a good job but he and his team have really become so self-sufficient and I'm really really happy that I was a part of helping them make that move you know where he wasn't just a, a, another trap rapper on somebody's label he really became kind of a king in his own right and yeah so you know hey it was great for my resume and helped him out and it worked. <laughs> so. Absolutely. We're talking to Miss Dove of Tiger Eye Entertainment here on the program, Thermal Soundwaves, the natural alternative track life radio. Hit us up, thermal soundwaves at gmail.com, thermal soundwaves.com, 347-454-1278. I want to ask you some things about publicity, but before that, we want to mm-hmm. get to where it started for you. You said you moved out here from mm-hmm. where I, I know where originally, but let people know who may not know from where you came from. Oh, okay. Um, well, originally I was born in the South and then my mother took me to the great Pacific Northwest because my grandparents, my, her grandparents, and my great grandparents um, were living up there. My great grandpa was a logger up there. And wow. 
Yeah, she brought me up to the Pacific Northwest, so I was fortunate to be raised. Um, You know, in my earlier years, I lived on a farm, and then at 11 years old, we moved to the suburbs. And then by the time I was 15, I was going to clubs, nightclubs, because, you know, I like music, I like to dance. And I got into music and (laughs) actually writing songs and dancing, and I was a B-girl and all those kind of things, so... In the Seattle Tacoma area, there's such uh, a thriving hip hop scene to this very day. Like people would never understand. It's very, you know, a little insulated, obviously, because it's an off market in the big picture. But we have have always had amazing talent. And at the time, there were five military bases. I believe there's more like seven now. Um, and so we had music from all over the country all the time. Like, you go to a club and hear music from Chicago, Detroit, New Orleans, Miami. So we just never had a thing, you know? So, you know, growing up in that environment, um, I just feel like I had a good good, uh, exposure. And because I was a performer myself, I was meeting a lot of artists that would come in town. They want food. They want to meet women. They want to get from, you know, other particulars, <laughs> we, whatever they want. I happen to know people that know people. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good go-to for that. So, you know, I, I helped some people out and Move made relationships logs. over the years. Right? <laughs> so, you know, nothing, I didn't do anything bad or legal. Not that, you know, I have to be ashamed if I Allegedly, did. Allegedly, just leave it alone. I, you know, leave it alone, Dovey. Keep, keep moving. Keep moving. I was... I was always a good dot connector, basically, at heart. Right, right. So when, uh, how it all started was I started taking pictures. I had always taken pictures. I started taking pictures at shows and at B-Boy jams and things for, you know, and just say, hey, here's a picture of you, obviously, on film. And from there, someone asked me to do a photo essay uh, when the Internet was first, first kind of becoming a thing in 2000. And one of my friends from okplayer.com from the, the message boards was starting a site. So I did this little, you know, photos from the Roots concert and did this little write-up. And they said, you know, you're really a good writer. You should try it. So that transitioned into me writing for Davey D and then allhiphop.com and other websites. And then that transitioned me into writing for a print magazine called Rhyme. And at that point, it was about 2002 going into 03. I was meeting all these people that basically had, you know, great stories, um, but none of them could afford publicists. And I was like, well, how much does a publicist make? And back then, PR people were making ten to $15,000 a month. Like, this is when the, the industry yeah. had money, and they were just, indie publicists were just raking up. So... I was like, well, shoot, I could charge a fraction of that and be a millionaire, right? I could, I could do this. Right. I had no idea what I was doing. So I met Wordsworth from Larissa's Lounge. I met wow, him at Rock, wow. Study, uh, Rock Study Anniversary. I started my PR company around Wordsworth to try to help him get some press. So then this young man named Encore from the Bay Area, he was working with Jake One, the producer, who was my friend. I asked Jake One would he be my client. I charged him $25 a month, I think. And then I brought Encore 25 in. $25 a month? And I'll give you that right Encore, now. <laughs> yeah. Encore ended up getting signed to Hieroglyphics. So my very first check I ever got in PR was from Tajay of Hieroglyphics. 
Uh, to, to work his album. And then... Um, where, where's that check right now, Doug? Where, where's that check at? <laughs> oh. You got a frame somewhere? I spent it, like, in five seconds. I made more in one check than I did almost in my take-home pay from my 9 to 5 for a whole month. So it was, nice. you know, a, it wasn't a lot of money now, but back then it was a lot of money, you know? Yes. I lived I lived a very meager, you know, situation. So... Um, from there, it kind of grew. Um, Carmelita Sanchez from the um, w- Wake Up Show. Um, oh, she yeah. referred me to Crazy Legs. Uh, you know, because we would all be at all the b-boy stuff together. You know, Sway, Black Eyed Peas. You know, mm. um, every all everyone in Cali. You know, you go to LA for b-boy summits and you know different b-boy jams around the country, and that was my thing. So. Yeah, she referred me to Crazy Legs to do PR for Rocksteady. I came out the summer of 2003, did the PR for them, had no idea what I was doing. It was when it was at the pier, at Chelsea Piers still. But it, was, it was monstrous Early. back then. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then from there I just basically decided I was going to move to New York. So I at the, the end of 04, I came, or I mean 03, I came to New York, found a place, went back early Oh four, signed my lease, went home, sold everything, uh, drove across the country by myself, $152 in my pocket. By the time I got here, wow. one month's rent paid and no plan B and no job. And said, I'm going to be a publicist. I was 37 years old. So people were like, yeah, right. Sure, you're going to do that. <laughs> and, you know, so here I come. I'm working with Jay Mills, who at the time was like the hottest you know that was Shout right after to, that murder move battle it yeah. was right after the uh bad boy you know diddy battle with the making the band thing you know so everybody was talking about Jay Shout out to tone yeah. ej and Nige. yeah what up Nige? yeah and then jim jimmy and then cypher sounds needles that was all that first year and then from there it transitioned into ron browse Serious uh, mm-hmm. Jones. I mean, I really did work with John some of the illest New York yeah. talent right out of the gate. So you did, you did. Serious Jones. Yeah. Heavy hitters. So yeah, and I was still writing. I was with all hip hop. You know, I was there for all, all seven years and some change. Yeah, and got yeah, to see the internet. Yeah. Change. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. History right there. History. And you. Yeah. You you're one of the people who just followed your dreams and knew you were gonna do it, like despite what anybody said. Like and, and people need to understand what that is about and, and how that how you need to do that and, and just to see what you're gonna do and just do it, regardless of what people say. Because people are gonna try and knock you down regardless. So Right. And and you know what's funny when people say that? It wasn't even so much about being so ambitious and self-motivated as it was realizing that I didn't have anything to wake up for anymore. Like, I was just at a point in my life where I was like, I'm not happy. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't have anything to look forward to. I said, I'm going to move to New York. Why not? Right. What could it? What could it hurt? Change so the I, scene. I, I don't know that it was necessarily such a positive, uplifting. You know, oh yes, I'm going to go make it in the big world. It was more like, I just don't know what else to do with my life, so I'm going to just change my life. And it was literally the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Right. And I really met did have C. to have and Kevin Lawrence. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's yeah. the main thing. You meant seat, you think of Lawrence. That's right. Yep. And that's one thing when I speak at colleges, which is ironic, I didn't go to college for more than, I think I went like a quarter in a few classes here and there. And, no you know, college it. kids always ask me, like, how can I do what you do? And I say, well, that's funny because you're here getting this discipline that I never had. I never had the education that you're going to have and the opportunities you're going to have and the bonds you're going to have from this, but I cannot teach you how to hustle. So the number one thing that I would say is whatever you're going to do while you're in school, start doing it now because you're not getting a job doing what you're studying right now. You're not getting that job out of college. You're not. Nope. If you, you do, know it's a miracle. You're the- <laughs> does. Yeah. I want you, can you please say that again and break that down why you say that? Why? Because for I people that don't kids, understand, you know, that. I, I saw I saw my peers who went to school for you know everything from law to you know fine arts to sciences and stuff end up going to work regular jobs, not using their degree. And there were some who you know who had more trade uh, oriented skills. Like I know one young lady that. I went to school where she was in DECA. I don't know if they still call it that. But basically, it was kind of like home economics where they also teach you how to run retail. She ended up being a marketing director for a mall. She's still there to this day, and she's dynamic at what she does. So she got a job in a field she loved, got a perfect job. But she didn't get that from college. Uh, It's in Washington State. It's um, one of the malls up there, uh, Everett Mall. Okay. Okay. So she, um, but she's just an amazing person and, and always had the kind of stick to that I never had. So I always admired her because she was able to do that. But a lot of people just didn't. They came out with debt. I know people I went to school with who still have debt and they're in their fifties now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I look I at I know these, somebody that you know, had $120,000. That's that other hustle. In school debt. <laughs> yep. Yep. And young people coming out of school, unfortunately, they've been sold, you know, a lot of times a really bullshit dream. I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you could go over here. You can now. You're right. Yeah, you're, um, you're good. Go ahead. Where in. they're told, well, here, go study, you know, study marketing, study, you know, I mean, even they even have the things now where you study online things, social media and things like that. Well, it's all great if you know how to read some numbers and some data. But at the end of the day, if you can't, sell yourself if you can't sell your vision for somebody else that you want to bring into what you're doing a a potential client a potential business partner investor then you're going to be at a loss you have to be able to you're the first product you're the first brand that you have so when i you know me as dove sometimes i have to remind myself i'm a brand too so as right. much as I'm pushing anybody else that I work with, I have hundreds of articles online that I've written, interviews that I've done. And I always use the Jim Jones line. I'm not famous, but famous people know me. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think I'm hot or that I'm, you know, the, the greatest thing out. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, you know, I'm older now. I'm not in the in crowd with that. But I have a history and I have a... a, a reputation that precedes me so when i walk in the room people know who i am and everybody doesn't get that exactly they so know dove the product I, is is, yes. is is great 
you could take yes. that, flip it, and re-up real quick. Exactly. The W. You have take to trust yourself, you just move it. You have to. You have to. If if okay. you don't, then you, you're just going to be losing all the time. Now, see, you know, I saw, I didn't, I, I realized, but didn't realize, but then later on, I realized I saw Dovely for the first time in a long time about four weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> like Coney Island for the Brooklyn, the Video Music oh, Box. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was The so, Video Music Box so crazy. concert. Yes. And I just remember that okay. someone was like, Kellen! This girl's like, you know the person? And I'm like, I just couldn't see it. it all seems this lady just waving, Kev! I was like, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Then I turned around, and then yep. she was gone. I, she was just gone. I'm like, you know what? She's probably working the, working the room. That's what she does. Just do her thing. Well, as long as she gets think in, Think about that. Think about that, Kev. Like, our relationship goes back so far. I went to that place. I bought a $10 ticket. I didn't have a press pass. Didn't have any pass. I got into the backstage because I think I was with Craig G. I think me and him were kicking and talking outside the gate. And then somebody else, somebody else let me in. Fat Joe walked by and I said, well, I want to go in. And so Craig G gave me a band and said, here you go, you know, go ahead. So I went to the backstage part where like the VIP was. Then I get over to where the backstage is, and I see literally all my friends are there. <laughs> you know? So I was like, then I see Kev, and Kev just waves me in. They let me right in. And I'm like, see, but that's who I am, is that I have relationships with people like you who have paid your dues and who have watched me pay my dues, where I don't have to go in and fight and argue to get anywhere because I belong there. I've been there. It's, it, it, no one's feeling weird or threatened or freaked out that I'm in the circle. Like, they want me in the circle. So, if you know, you, that's the thing I, you think, I wish I could tell more young people. You belong. Your relationships, yeah, exactly. Your relationships go are everything. That is your value, relationships. You know, realistically, so. I, I don't remember. I think a couple of years ago, somebody said, you got an RCP to get into this event. And I didn't. And I felt like if you're going to stop me from coming to this event, I shouldn't even be here anyway. Like, But I should be here. So I don't really RSVP for events. Because I feel like if I get to the door and if I tell the door woman, door man, hey, how you doing? I'm Kev Lawrence and my credentials. Or if not, I shouldn't really say my credentials, but off top, somebody should be there. Be like, oh, Kev. And that's how it always went. Kev's here. Mm-hmm. And then they give you that look like, okay, you, you belong here. You should be here. So I don't even put my name on RCP list. I, I just I don't. I from whichever East Coast, West Coast, down south, I I don't. And you know, when you've been doing it for a while, it's a level of respect. Like people know you should belong here. Correct. Like a picture, so, you taking a picture a there is actually a great thing because you're a credible person, mm-hmm. you're a positive person, and you make things happen. Thank you, and you do too. So that's how it works. And now here I am in, you know, my, the, my midlife, my true midlife. Um, you know, now I'm taking photos again, you know, something I did oh, as wow. a kid as a hobby. And I've started a photography business just in the last two years. I've started really taking it seriously. And now I'm getting paying clients. I'm getting referred by, you know, people who I admire and respect who are like referring people to me, like you need to go get pictures from Dove. And I'm like, wow, well, like if you I... said my name, like that's crazy. So 
uh, you know, beginning again at this stage of my life with something that I feel is going to transition me into the next, hopefully, 20 years of my life, you know, where I don't have to chase rappers around. I've had a great time doing it, but who wants to be 60 years old chasing a 24-year-old <laughs> around a concert venue? Right. <laughs> like, I yeah. just don't see it. And with all due respect, like, there are young people coming up out here who are magnificent, and they have the energy, and, and I'm passing every baton that I have that way. Like, please do this. Do it justice. Do it right. And, and treat these artists with respect, you know, for the work they do. So absolutely. Well, now that we know that, we can we can send people your way also. Yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah I love it. Like, she takes photos. Oh, Dove. Yeah, Dovely. I mean, you if know. you go to my uh, my other Instagram, my my alter Instagram is <laughs> at DovePix, D O V E P I X, and that is where you can see some of my work. Um, you know, whether it's portraits, events, whatever, just photos, and. Um, you know, some of the guys at Sirius XM and ladies have, you know, given me the opportunity to come and take photos with them and film with them. And, you know, people will say, well, oh, gosh, you got all these jobs. And I'm like, you realize at my age, I'm interning again. Like, I'll literally mm. go and do whatever I have to do to get to the next level. So no one can ever say I'm taking a job from anyone or I'm taking opportunities you know when i haven't really paid my dues in the field no i'm paying my dues the right way every step because it's important to me yeah that's that's extremely important i don't think especially in this instant age that that we have now Mm -hmm. where people and people are fooled by a lot of smoke and mirrors Mm -hmm. thinking that yeah i'll I'll just do this I'm, i'm gonna get on without actually doing things and taking time out to either learn the right. craft or putting your work and putting your time. And even, even you know, you are saying this, someone who's put in work for many years and, and a veteran and knows a million and one people, you're still putting in that work for what it is that you do. Yep. And that, that says a lot. And people need to understand how far that goes and that you need to do that no matter what level that you're on. Let me ask you this question, Dove. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you Dovely. I, I personally call her Dovely, but her name is Dove. Yeah, you you can call, call, call her Dove. <laughs> Tell the people out there that, because they think it's easy. You know, hey, I got I got a whole lot, like 12,000, 10, 15,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> I, I am a PR person. Tell some of the people the horror, I don't want to say the horror story. That's not a nice word. Nice way to put it, but the cons or things you gotta go through that they don't tell you on Instagram or, or Snapchat of what you gotta go through as a person doing PR. That's in that field, I should um, say. Yeah, the the you know social media is great what it's for. We have fun with it. I mean, I personally think that the OK Player message boards, you know, between 99 and about 2005 were literally the best training ground I ever could have had for the social media era because a couple of things you learn. Number one, don't write, let your mouth write a check that your ass cannot cash because people will catch you out here. You think you're online talking tough on a keyboard and it's all fun and games until somebody rolls up in your city and knows where you live or who you roll with because you put it all online. 
And we had incidences like that. I'm not saying it was all crazy and violent, but there were incidences between, you know, a good 300 people who created friendships and marriages and partnerships online on a message board for me to say, you know what, when it came to, remember Friendster, when it came to um, AOL Messenger was, you know, like one of the earlier (laughs) things, you know, connecting people. But then there was Friendster, then MySpace and all those things. And I just really knew the value of keeping privacy, of not venting and sharing too much on social media. And I feel like, unfortunately, the next wave of people who came in, in, you know, I want to say from 2010 on, when, uh, you know, now you have Facebook being so popular and you have then Instagram came along and people were really latching on to that, that people got into oversharing mm. and in the oversharing it also got into oh embellishing and oh look at me i'm with this star we working i'm look at me i'm here that's with here. the movement <laughs> right Photoshop. right so you get these young bloggers and, and there was another facet to it and you know in, in certain terms somebody who had to pay dues old school as a publicist will look at a blogger who now calls themselves a publicist with a certain amount of resentment because you getting some blog posts for someone while yes, you're getting them publicity in one degree. And yes, you're doing a good job getting them online. looks. there's still hundreds of print mags. There's newspapers, there's public persona, there's image consulting. There's so much behind developing and giving media training to an artist or to an entity who's, who's hired you. And I feel like, unfortunately, the social media publicists, too many of them haven't really taken the time to study and study, you know, the real um, aspects of, of the job. Um, then again, you have young people who come out of college with a PR degree um, or with, you know, some kind of media relations or media studies degree, and they hop on social media and say, well, I'm a publicist now, but they've never had a client. They've never done any of the work. So the experience, unfortunately, is lacking. They may have the knowledge, the book knowledge, which is fantastic, but because they didn't pay dues while they were in school, they didn't intern, they didn't grab young clients, you know, young artists, right, in their college town and try to work them they're kind of messing the game up because they'll they'll take money from an artist and the artist thinks that they're going to get all these different things and that doesn't happen because the first mistake is they're getting they're guaranteeing things the reality is unless i'm put, putting the blog up myself or unless i'm paying to have somebody blog it there's no way I could guarantee you that someone's going to post it. Does that make sense? Like, I can't tell Mm -hmm. you, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pitch you to uh, Kevin and See Truth. They're going to put you on their show, no doubt. But then you guys are like, yo, that's just whack. I'm not putting them on my show because it's your show, and you have a taste of what you want on your show. So what I have to explain to people, if you want to be on Double XL or Billboard or any of these five, any, any one of these great media outlets, I have to pitch you, and then an editor who's a real human being makes a decision if they'll post you or if they'll put you in the magazine. Nowadays, 
people are so hell-bent on how many views you have, how many fans you have, how many followers you have, that they don't want to post you unless they know that your fans are going to come click on that article. Why? Because their job is not to support you. It's to get clicks, to pay bills, to keep jobs. So publicists, unfortunately, are kind of caught in the middle of having a dope artist with amazing music who may not have the fan base trying to pitch to an editor who says, you know what, they're really cool, but call me when they have half a million views on their video because right now I can't help you. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I think that's, you know, to go back to your original question, I feel like sometimes those online, you know, um, social media publicists have really kind of quick to guarantee things or promise things that they cannot and should not promise because you can't control other people. No matter how good my relationship is with you guys, I can't guarantee someone that you're going to take them. True indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we always appreciated that from you because, you know, there's there's been people over the years who's like feel they feel entitled that, you know, oh, you have to put my, you know, artist or client on or we no, no we don't. <laughs> right. We don't we don't have to do anything like. No, that's not how it works. But you always knew yep. because you're well, a professional. So you have Dove on the show. So now I put my art. First of all, hello, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like well, just I, the basics. I, I, the I don't basics. even do that. I'm like, yeah, all right, money. Like they'll even be like, hey, how are you? My name is so-and-so. Yo, I see you put Dove on the show. Yo, put my artist on, put my man on there right now. Like, I'm fine. Thank you. Mm. My day went well. <laughs> like, let's, you forget the manners. Like, just basic yeah. manners. Be a human yeah. being first. Oh. Yes. And when I when I'm seriously like it's funny the conversations I have, you know, when I set up schedules with artists. You know, we set up a content calendar and I say, "Well, this weekend, like Labor Day weekend, uh 4th of July weekend, whatever, we're not going to send content out then." Because a lot of people are out with their kids or they're on vacation. They're not posting it. Just like a lot of your fans are not checking for your stuff unless you're a big name artist, don't put stuff out on holidays. It doesn't make any sense. You're actually doing yourself a disservice. Then you have conferences. You have award shows. You have all these different things that people are traveling to. And and I just got told actually by an artist just a few days ago that if I had real contacts, that my contacts would answer me back quicker than 10 days. And I'm like, (laughs) no. Really? Come on. (laughs) That's not how it works. And actually they did answer me back. They answer me back to tell me they're going to give me an answer when they have an answer. So the fact that I have the respect of someone to even tell me that is a great situation. Like, it's just funny how people think that because you're my friend that you're supposed to just give me an immediate answer. That's it. You like, know, no, no. Because of you, Dovely, Doves, you know, we have to keep professional Dove. <laughs> I, you were one. You were the first person, and I don't know if it happened before, but you were the first person that I've seen kind of go away from just doing the regular meet and greet at the labels, and you know we just hanging out here, have you know got some chips here. You started telling people, "Come on, we're going out to have dinner," and like yes. 
Media real dinner. like mm-hmm. dinner, like the restaurants here. Monsieur, can I help you? Uh, yeah, you can help me, but might not call me Monsieur. You call me, you know, what's up? Just why dubs the closer. That's, you know, that's she's the closer, closer right there. Like, yeah, I think it was Nucci, Nucci music. Yep, you Nucci. Did that with him mm-hmm. And some other guys. Mm-hmm. And he's signed to Atlantic now, by the way. He's so dope. Shout out to Lord Nez, because Lord Nez, I believe, was actually uh, doing some work with him too. Shout out to my man Lord Nez. But yet, because of you, you started having dinners, and I had to really, mm-hmm. I, I made it to one. You had told me a couple of times, but I had other things. I either was going out of state. I know you're or always busy. I, but I'll be on my couch though. I'll be on my couch though. Trust me. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, when you, when I was there, I was looking around like I was analyzing the significance of it. I know everybody else is like, I want to get the lobster with the crabs. I'm looking at the significance of where we are and what is going on here. And I said to myself, okay, for one, you're winning because you're putting food in people's stomachs. That's number mm-hmm. one. Everybody loves food, no matter what you are. You love food. Two, the atmosphere and the ambiance is way different, so it's memorable, and it will always stay in people's heads where they're at. Like, wow, this is a very, very nice yep. restaurant reserved for us, and I could actually have wine and sit with somebody from another, from a magazine, somebody from that does blogs, a uh, producer, or someone. So, and we're all there just having dinner together. Yep. And it was just no big blast of music of no, nah, just we're all having dinner together. And yep. now we gotta have a more appreciation for the the artist client and whatever mm-hmm. they're doing, because I feel like you took me out. Like my friends don't even take me out. Right. My, my girlfriend, and, and, boyfriend and that's, doesn't take that, me out. You took me out. What it is. You know what? Back in the day, I don't know if you ever had the opportunities back when the labels had a lot of money. They used to do really serious press junkets. And I've seen them do some here and there. You know, Rock Nation has done some really cool ones and, you know, whatnot. But, you know, in the olden days, everybody used to do it. And here I am making crap wages at a nine to five, busting my butt, eating top ramen every day, crying like five days out of seven days because I'm broke. I'm tired. I'm working two jobs and then three when I started the PR company. I mean, I'm getting barely any sleep and going, is this worth it? But yet I'm getting to go to Jamaica and I'm going to Miami and I'm going to, you know, even, even weird places, you know, like went to like Minnesota or so. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it was like, we're getting, we're getting wined and dined by artists. And all we have to do is interview them or review their album. I'm like, that's the best bribe in the whole fucking world. Hell yeah, five stars. Yeah. You got it. Because you fed me and you treated me like a human being and I got to know the artist and now I like them and I wanna I wanna I wanna back them up. So junkets were amazing. I remember um Cuban Link brought fifty of us to Puerto Rico to a private resort for three days and all we had to do was interview him. And I'm like, I'll never forget that. He, he They had to have easily spent like $60,000 on this press junket, right? But he got so much press for that album just because of the fact that he treated us to an awesome night. We had so much fun with him. And to this day, we're still friends. You know like, who that reminds incredible. me of, too? That reminds me of, to go back to what we said, with DJ Cut. DJ Cut used to be in New York, nice in St. Louis, but him, he... And he did a press run for, oh man, uh, it was Craig 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 Black, 
Right. Yeah, it was a a, a, a DJ organization. DJ organization. Um, that was based out of St. Louis, but they were all across the country. And just Bleezy. Yes. Yeah. Just Bleezy was the artist. Yes. And he yes. said, yes. we're flying you all to St. Louis. And I ain't going to lie. DJ Cut was like, Kev, just you. I was like, hold up. Like, you're cutting the real, you know, what up, see truth. And my man Shogun. Like, yeah, she good. I was like, who? My man DJ Shogun. Can you come too? He's like, all right, come on. And, you know, like, stuff got to get paid for. They paid for everything. Everything. And it was beautiful. Right. We actually were, I think, the first people to even give exposure to Sweetie Pies. That's right. We the did. famous restaurant that wow. now has we a television did. show. Yeah, before Oprah and before Own and all that. all of that, we were in there. It was like, imagine 200 people up in there that they yeah. brought to St. Louis. That's right. And we're in there, so they can't, they, we, you know, just giving stuff to the town. Like, this is what St. Louis have to yeah, offer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an experience that you remember. It's almost like summer camp, you know, for grownups. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going away for a little getaway with some yeah. of your peers, and you get to know your peers better, which is cool. And then, you know, to the DJs, to that, I learned from working with Jay Mills. I actually went on the road with um, Jim a couple times. I went on the road with Jay Mills. Uh, it was Jay Mills, Corey Guns, and Bado. And we were out for like 11 days on a road trip. And rap from uh, Universal, he was with us for part of it. Like, it, you know, it was, it was a lot. And we were, <laughs> we were out on the road. And every city we went to, we did a DJ meet and greet. And... It was, you know, a little lower tier. You know, we go to like TGF Fridays or meet up for pizza or whatever. But again, they're treating the DJs to come and meet these these kids, you know, and, and, and get to know them. Because at the time, Corey, was, Corey and Vado were like 17 and Mills was like 24 or something. So what was cool about that, I said, look, I said, it's like a press junket, but just like drinks. And this is cheaper. <laughs> it's cool. Right, so right. when I came back to New York, I started the media dinner. I combined both ideas instead of a listening session. Because this is the thing is as a journalist, right? You go to a listening session. Nobody listens to the album. Nobody. I don't care how big the artist is. I'm there seeing my friends. I'm seeing you have a drink. You got some chicken wings. What flavor? Uh-huh. Like, what are y'all doing after this? Is there another event we got to go to? You know what I mean? It's like you might bang your head to a couple songs. But I never, like, they cut off the artist is behind glass. They might come out and shake your hand. But there's really no personable situation. Right. So nope. what I said was, let me let me not do a listening session until later, until they get to know you and they want to hear that music, right? So the first thing we do is this dinner. And so I created that out of that, out of these different ideas. I didn't reinvent the wheel i just made a wheel that worked for the cart i was using you feel me and what's yeah and what's funny is now it's very commonplace for people to have media dinners and i will gladly take credit for creating (laughs) that type of element that's right because any journalist that's been doing that knows i've been doing these for 15 years in new york and when i came here that was not a thing it was not a thing it was like Dove dinners. Dove, Dove dinners. Oh, that's it. Brand right that Dove. Brand, Brand that Dove. Dove dinners. Dove dinners. <laughs> Dove dinners. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna I mean, lie. Were, you know, there were people that had private dinners for artists' birthday dinners and things like that. But for to bring bloggers, you know, at the time there were no bloggers. It was all pretty much print. 
And online got shitted on. Online wasn't even considered real media. So I brought all of it together. And I said, no, we're going to treat the the online media with as much respect as we treat print. And what's funny about that now is that a lot of the media dinners, you don't even see real journalists at some of those dinners. And I'm not saying all. I'm saying some. Um, You'll just see influencers from social media at these dinners. And I'm like, wow, but what's the purpose of that? Because those influencers, a lot of them want to get paid to post about you. You know what mm, I mean? And they're not. Of them. It's, it's, yeah. I, I don't understand it all the way. Like I get it. You want to say you had this certain person at your dinner, and it's a clout thing. But you know what? I want people at my dinners who are functional, who are decision makers, <laughs> who are yeah, people right. who can help this artist's career beyond one Instagram post. If that makes sense. Y- yeah, you understand what an investment is and what a return on investment, investment is. ROI. You understand that if you do this now, that's going to bring you back a return of XYZ over right. X number of years rather than just right. one and hit right now. Right. And right. the people and that were at the thing, I, I could tell that they, some people that were at that dinner, the, you know, Dove's uh-huh. dinners, that they probably don't even come out that much, but they no, came they out for Dove. So now since I did yeah. come out, I was actually able to meet this woman. I think she did some work for MTV and BET. I forgot this this woman. She works for MTV and BET. Uh, whatever. I met her at, at your Dove's dinners. But just people, you just meet up with people that you never really meet up with because you're such an influencer that you don't have to constantly be putting up posts all day and going crazy you use like i might only have 500 friends on instagram but those Ooh. 500 friends know exactly what i do and they know i make it work i, I don't have Which the best more va- that's more valuable than a bunch exactly. of fake i don't have the best you know memes yeah. i don't have the exactly. best you know <laughs> likes listen i call the shots i'm ice in the office i call the shots i give the yay or the nay that's all. And that's who you had at this place. And I was like, wow, it's beautiful. Yeah. And not only that, you know, my whole, my whole thing with it was no one wants to be pressured into having to write about an artist. So people would always, you know, within the dinners, they would ask me, well, is that person even going to write them, write about them or whatever? And I said, I honestly am not concerned that they're going to write about them now. It's more about creating the relationship so that when the time comes, it makes sense. Snow the Product's a great example. When I first did a media dinner for her, we did it at Ricardo's in Harlem. There was about 25 people there. I took her around and introduced her to a few other people. And some of those people have been very instrumental in helping her build her profile in media to this day. You know, this is seven years later. And it's like, you know, she was just on Breakfast Club, actually, with Charlemagne. And and they were talking about how they met. They're like, how did we meet? And they're like, oh, yeah, Dove introduced us. Boom. You see? And they said it on air. I felt like a proud mom. You, know, you like, should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. <laughs> you know? Cause, uh, and like, yeah. like I said, when we first opened with you, you know, you were that person that was, you were riding for her like early. Like, mm-hmm. yep. that's how, that's I how I know. That, yeah. And that, that's how I know Snow the product. I was like, that's, that's. I was actually just with her in Las Vegas, FYI. I was in Vegas last week and her and her team came out and we hung out and 
is, is, is it was great. You know, it's the, like all the pictures. Like family. <laughs> I, I see your pictures. Yeah, from I didn't really. Vegas. They're, they're, you know what? You know what I like about your pictures, Dove, and you you can check out Dove's pictures on Instagram at Dove's Picks D O V E P I X. They're mm-hmm. not overly glossy. Where it looks like someone just just put a whole lot of effects and uh you know Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. They look extremely natural, like you caught the essence of whatever it was in that moment. It doesn't. Thank look you, because I don't know how to. Done. I don't know how to use Photoshop, so that's why. <laughs> like, I don't. I, I edit. I do edit the photos, but I you know do simple things like I smooth them out or adjust the light. You know, basic things to just help the photo at the essence, but I feel like it's pushed me to become a better photographer because I don't know all the skills of Photoshop. Right. But that's <laughs> what know? makes it different because in the world where you have all of that, it's like, Oh, these are kind of, these looks, they look so natural. Mm-hmm. So naturally. Good. I feel like I'm good at ca- capturing people's beauty, like, like oh, men, did. women, you know, kids you and with being women, able though. to, yeah, <laughs> just being able to say, you know, like, you know, and I and I, I'm really blessed because I am not a fashionista in the sense. Like if you see me, I always wear jeans and a T-shirt, and that's who I am. It's what I like. I had my days where I wear all the cute stuff, and I'm over it. I'm comfortable. But yet, I know what fashion needs to look like, and I know what makeup needs to look like, and what hair needs to look like to be hot. I'm good. I'm an image consultant. I'm very good at it. So I feel like with models. They, you know, some of the models I've worked with have been really, really great, and they teach me some things, but they also compliment me and say, I like that you give me direction. I like that you tell me which way to turn my head or how to catch the light, because a lot of people don't tell me that, you know? And it's like, well, look, me being bossy just kind of worked into a really good thing. (laughs) Well, you you were saying something about Vegas before I went on that tangent with the pictures. Yeah, no, I was just I was just saying that we had a great time and you know, it's like to have snow drove all the way out from LA just to come and hang out with me while we were there. Even though we didn't spend as much time as I wanted, it was still just the fact that, you know, she didn't have anything planned to come to Vegas. She literally said, Oh shit, okay, yeah, I'll come out and came out for three days, you know? <laughs> so it, it just just I, I would like to say I saw uh, Yogadi in Tallahassee know with his guys and and when they see me you know they smile like I'm a dumb, you know like it, that's the kind of relationships that I like to have with people I work with that we still even if we've moved on and started working with other people for whatever reason that we still have a bond you know this industry is brutal and if you don't make connections with real human beings you're going to be right. a really lonely person yeah. <laughs> when you get old so you know, just to say thank you. Like, really, thank you, Dove, for everything you've done. Even for uh, hats back in the days of me and C. <laughs> like, I'm going to lie. Hella gang of hats. That's, 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 wait, was she the, 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 the flat? Do, yeah, flat fitty. The, you the, oh, you the flat the, fitty oh, the plug. Company. The flat yeah, fitty. Yeah, I worked with. Wow, I worked we, with the hat company for a couple years. Yeah, we went out to their um, locations in San Diego, actually, like to oh, and um, in um, Carlsbad. Yeah, to to visit homie out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that was a fun experience. Yeah, unfortunately, ended up closing down in 2014. Yeah, that was. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it was a great experience. That actually came oh. by way of Yogati. 
because I, I was working with Gotti. He had a tour and a friend of mine knew, you know, had met these people and she helped connect us. And we get, got him a $50,000 sponsorship for his tour in a three day turnaround before his tour to get his bus wrapped and all that. And so basically they came back to me and said, Hey, we want you to do for us what you do for Yo Gotti. And that's the reason why initially Gotti and I weren't working together was because once I signed the contract with them and they were paying me very well, I just said, I can't come back to work for you. And I made that decision. I love Gotti to death, but this was a great career opportunity for me. And he understood. And he still brought me, you know, had me write like his press release for his signing to Epic. And, you know, he still included me in his listening sessions and all that after that. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're here talking to Miss Dove Clark of Tiger Eye Entertainment, uh, Dove's Picks, Dove's Dinners, uh, right here on the program, Thermal Sound Waves. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're we going to run with that, Dove. If you're not, we're going to. Dove Dinners. <laughs> Dove Dinners. <laughs> uh, give us a call, 347-454-1278, hey. Waves at gmail.com. Are you going to at some point, or do you want to, actually put out a book of, of some sort, be it a, a novel, fiction, mm-hmm. nonfiction, or, or maybe you've done something like that and I just missed it. Well, you know what's so funny is I've had in my life two different offers for books and it wasn't anything to do with my PR. One of them was Kevin Powell, who I respect huh, so deeply. Um, yes, big up back in the, a few Many years back, and I don't even know if he'll remember saying this to me because this was at least a decade ago. But he said he was so fascinated in my story that he would love, he said, if you ever wanted to write a book about your journey with race relations, I would love to publish it. Mm, that would be a good read. Because, you know, of my, of my upbringing and, you know, yeah. my, my um, acceptance, you know, in the black community and in other communities as well. I mean, I would say at large the hip-hop community, but just the fact that, you know, I really, you know, was blessed with a mother that taught me you love everyone equally and we don't have racial slurs in our house and we don't have those, you know, uh, biases against people for color. I'm not saying I'm not a biased person. I have biases. They just don't happen to be wrapped around race. There, I have other things to be biased about, but that's a whole other conversation. I, some things I don't so, want. You're right. You know, we all do. We all do. I, you know, I'm biased against weirdos. I know. I'd never pretend I'm the most open-minded person in the world, but I, you know, definitely um, feel compelled to let people know there's no such thing as colorblind. You know, yes, we all see color, duh. But at the end of the day, it's understanding the limitations of society. You know, some people, the way that they're treated differently because of the color of, the, of their skin, because of, of, of where they're from, whatever. It can, and we're seeing it now more than ever, aren't we? Like, Oh, yeah. Every everything that we kind of knew was there literally bubbled to the surface, the and it is off. ugly, and it is disgusting. And you know, someone like me, it's like to look like me. The way I look, I look like I could be any of them. And I've had people, unfortunately, approach me. You know, um, you know, I live in Harlem. And gentrification is rampant here. And I've had situations where people have walked up and said, we don't want you here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you should have gave them the memo 15 years ago then, because <laughs> I didn't just move here. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I understand the anger, though. I understand where 
a lot of the, the feelings come from. And I think that's where maybe I stand uh, a little differently sometimes in the way I see the world. So I think that's why Kevin said that way back then. And then the second time was Cormega, who's my dear friend. He said he really likes my photos and he would, if I wanted to ever publish a photography book, that he would publish it for me because he has his own publishing deal. Nice. And so, you know, my friend Kathy Andley, who is someone I worked with for many, many years, she's an amazing journalist. She's now a published author a couple times over. Um, she co-wrote Prodigy's cookbook that he had before he passed. Um, and she, you know, has given me the rundown on how really, really complicated it is to do a good photo book. So I was thankful to have her just to give advice, you know, not, not to deter me, but to make sure that if I'm going to do it, I do it right. So, you know, I, I, I have, yeah, maybe one day I would actually love to, um, uh, publish some of my photos and tell the stories behind the photos. I think that would be the most compelling presentation for me. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like you couldn't do it. You could definitely do it mm-hmm. easily. So now technically Dove does everything. Cause you just, <laughs> cause there's times I'm like, Hey Dove, somebody wants to know, can you do this? I only do this, but then again, I'm seeing you doing everything else. So you are the one-stop shop woman. Uh, and you was in the hip-hop group yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Dove dances. I can be. I think, you know, I managed I managed um, Hattie Rack for the last two years. He's done some remarkable things. That's right. Um, you know, the world may not know his name all the way around yet, but that's only because I just tell him you're only one hit song away from being a superstar. You've got everything else in order. All, every, all your ducks are in a row. Just get that hit song and you're out of here. That's it. Exactly. You know, a lot of people get a hit song and then their houses aren't in order. Their foundation isn't solid. So they get the hit song and then you never hear from them again because they're scrambling to get the business side done. Mm-hmm. Hattie's together. He just needs a hit. He's good. He's an amazing artist. That's great. Listen, and Dove's an amazing person. Dove dances, Dove huh. dinners, Dove picks, <laughs> Dove's, <laughs> Dove's publicity, like, and Dove Dove's the writer. Yeah. Dove steps, because I, I, I went by a house, had to go up them steps. Like, all right, there's a lot of steps right here, Dove. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I used to tear up a dance floor. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, Dove. Thank you for everything you've done for this uh, culture, people, and friendships. Thank you. And I thank this culture for having me and for allowing me to be a part of it and for you guys for just giving me a chance to express any feelings or thoughts I might have had um you know and for anyone who ever asked me for advice I really respect and and have a deep really like appreciation for the fact that people would want to learn from what I can give them so absolutely and and where can people reach out to you if they want you to come to their institution to, to speak to whoever it is, either on the lecture circuit, if they want you to come take pictures for them, like how can they get in contact with you for, for anything at all? Well, my main Instagram is fly like dove. I'm actually fly like dove on 
all my social media. I have a Facebook page. Uh, uh, I have one for myself, you know, me, and then I have one for my um, for my photography. And that's in addition to a personal page. You're better off usually hitting me on business pages just because I'm more active on those. Um, but yeah, if you hit me on Instagram, there's actually an email button right there. So if you don't want to DM me, you can hit that email button. The email will come directly to me. So that's always a good way to get me. Boom. There it is. All right. All right. And if you got any uh, more hats you want to, you know, throw away, you know, you know. Yeah. 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 And let us know. I haven't know, had any hats in a while, but hey. Let us know when the next dub dinner is. Yes. Dub dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, we haven't had one in a while. I brought it up. Um, you know, just this summer, I haven't had any clients that that wanted to do it. You know, a lot of them are out of state. They haven't come through because of their touring and things like that. But I have a feeling that September is going to change. I think everyone's going to start like, hey, I'm ready to come to the city now. So. I think September, October, we'll see some of those pop up. Oh, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Beautiful. Well, thank you once again for being on the program. We do appreciate you, as thank Kev you. said, you know, for, for all these years doing the thing. And, you know, just just discovering and, and people putting people on the right track. You know, doing things the right way, like a real true human being. Because there's, there's been some people that's, or can be some people out there that, you know, can go the opposite way. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, yeah, and you know, more. God bless them. You know, it's like I, I'll never knock anyone's hustle, whatever your hustle is. But if you hurt artists, if you hurt their pocketbook, if you hurt their career, then it's people like me that end up picking up the pieces, and it it, it can be very wearing. You know, it really can. So, uh, you know, try to treat people with dignity, respect, and care. And you know, I give a lot of tough love, but I. Always tell people like I wouldn't come for you if I didn't care. You know I care and I want to see you do better and I want to see you win. Because if you don't win, I can't brag about it. And what kind of you know what kind of life is it if I can't brag that I worked with you? Come on, you and we all. So I need you to win. We all (laughs) win. Like people gotta understand that (laughs) everybody wins. Exactly. Definitely. Well, we gotta let you go on that note. Thank you very much for being on the program, and uh, we'll be in contact soon, though. Thank you. Have a good night. The contact is Dove's Picks <laughs> on Instagram. Just Dove Picks. Yes. Dove Picks and Fly Like Dove. All right. Absolutely. Thermal Sound Waves. <laughs> All right. Then. Take care, Dove. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. Bye. Thermal sound waves, the natural alternative to fast food, a radio. Thermal sound wave, wave.